Have you ever eavesdropped on a conversation just because it sounded like something out of a movie? Or maybe you spent time methodically dissecting a coworker's peculiar habit during your boring morning meeting. Or perhaps you simply noticed your life fit almost too neatly within the three-act structure, so then you thought, hmm, you know what? I should write that down. Have you ever collected these stray observations in a notepad or a folder or a document and let them pile up over the years and all the while thought, one day all of this is going to come in handy once I finally buckle down and write a book. If you have, rest assured, you're not alone. The essayist Joseph Epstein once estimated that 81% of Americans feel they have a book in them and that they should write it. That's 200 million people in the United States alone. I mean, think of what that means for the whole world. We're all humans. We all have incredible stories inside of us, and we all have an innate desire to tell them. Yet, according to a different statistic that's not completely made up by famous authors' hazardous estimations, there are only 150,000 actual writers working in the U.S., which means about 0.075% of aspiring writers ever even lose the aspiring adjective. Why? Well, taking a book the whole nine yards, from an idea in your head to words on a page, from a scribble on a napkin to a listing on Amazon, that's easier said than done. But it's also easier than you'd think. I'm your host, Casimir M. Stone, and this is Readsy's Best Seller, the podcast demystifying the process of self-publishing a book for aspiring novelists everywhere, one episode at a time. First up, our prologue. Or what is a prologue? Okay, well, uh, I guess I'll start. My name is Shaz Kong, and uh, I was born in New York City, uh, raised in the Northeast, and I'm Asian-American, uh, specifically Korean. So both my parents were immigrants, and uh, I thought it was pretty interesting that both my parents came to this country not speaking really any English. That's Shaz Kong. On August 27, 2017, she published her debut novel, The Closer, the first title in a series fittingly called Ceiling Smashers. It's the story of an unapologetically powerful businesswoman, Vivian Lee, climbing through the ranks of a trade that's historically inhospitable to women, namely the sports industry. She's also a finalist for the 2017 Beverly Hills Book Award and one of Bustle's top nine book debuts by women. Oh, and by the way, it was self-published. I think some lessons my father taught me were that if you work hard, you can achieve anything. And he really um, taught me to persevere and not give up at things. And the other thing he taught me was if you see any kind of social injustice, you have to speak up. Like 200 million other Americans, Shaz had a book in her. And like only 150,000 of them, she sat down to write it. When she did, the story of Vivian Lee is the one she chose to tell. This season will follow Vivian and Shaz's story from start to finish, from the moment the idea popped into her head to the day it was released. But we'll get to all that later. Because like every good story, well, okay, not every good story, but you know, like Romeo and Juliet or Pulp Fiction, like many good stories, Shaz's has a prologue. Why don't you start by just giving me your prologues, though? Like, what about your previous life led you to the point where you would want to write a book? Okay, well, uh, I guess I'll start. My name is Shaz. But what is a prologue? Well, a prologue, or prologue, which I know doesn't sound different, but it is spelled different because the latter stems from the Greek word prologos, spelled like pro, which means before, and logos, which means word. You don't care about this. 
Anyways, it's a writing device originating from the great tragedian Euripides who used it as a prelude for Greek dramas, which I know you don't care about either, but the long story short is that it served a similar purpose to today's preface. An explanatory first act. But the modern prologue, spelled like pro and logu, is actually quite different from the preface or the introduction or, despite the roots of its name, the foreword. Those parts of a book follow very specific guidelines and are honestly included mostly just to help a book sell, whereas a prologue is a little broader. Often called the first of two beginnings, a prologue gives you information that is necessary to have before the start of the book you're about to read, or in certain cases, like this one, the story you're about to hear. In other words, a good prologue should contain information that is vital to the rest of the story, though not in a way that's immediately apparent. Just like with Shaz's prologue, not to her book, but to her story of writing it. Became um, the first female minority partner in um, in a consulting firm, then moved to a, a company where I built e-businesses. Um, so we built Sephora.com and eLuxury, and then the internet bubble burst, so I took a step back and said, all right, what other skills do I need to round out? And so then I focused on marketing and branding. And I finally felt like I was prepared to run a business, and then I was recruited to Nike and then um, ended up running several businesses at Nike. I um Okay, so I might have buried the lead here a little bit. Like the closer's Vivian Lee, Shaz Kong herself is quite the businesswoman. And though her accolades go on and so on... So I ended up moving over and becoming the CEO of Lucy Activewear. It's not exactly conventional wisdom that a Cornell-educated chemist... Studied chemistry and food science at Cornell. And a Wharton-educated executive... So I went to Wharton at the University of Pennsylvania to get my MBA. ...would go on to do something so typically art school as write and self-publish a novel. But then again... If you work hard, you can achieve anything. And he really um, taught me to persevere and not give up at things. Here is one more prologue to a very different story. Year is 1918, okay? Boy from the suburbs of Chicago responds to Red Cross recruitment in Kansas City and becomes an ambulance driver in World War I. Before the year's end, he's on the Italian front. His very first day, he's sent to a bond factory to retrieve the workers' remains. A month later, he's sent to the hospital by mortar fire. There, he falls in love with a Red Cross nurse. By that winter, he's returned to the United States, engaged. By that spring, she's engaged to someone else entirely. When you picture the writing of a great American novel, that probably isn't what comes to mind. I mean, where is the leather armchair? The ornate study? The decadent window overlooking the bay. Yet, by 1929, the story of a wounded veteran and his doomed affair with a wartime nurse had taken the world by storm. That's because 81% of people aren't starving artists. Ernest Hemingway was an ambulance driver in World War I. Then he wrote A Farewell to Arms. Herman Melville was a whaler. And then he wrote Moby Dick. Shaz Kong was a CEO. And then she wrote The Closer. Anyone can be a writer. Over the course of our lives, we collect hundreds of thousands of unique, diverse experiences that one day can be combined to create a single cohesive story, all through the strength of the written word. As humans, we absorb information and 
All of it is vital to the story we're trying to tell, though not in a way that's immediately apparent. So I think if you look back at my career, um, basically I was in a lot of new situations where I had to learn new things and improve myself quickly. I was I worked pretty much exclusively in heavily male-dominated industries, and um, also just you know had some very challenging experiences and led some you know pretty tough businesses. So all of that those experiences um, kind of funneled into what I was writing about. What was like the moment that you decide I need to write this down? Like I've had these experiences, I've observed these things. Now it's time for me to put them into a book. Well, after I left Lucy, by the time I left Lucy, I was actually so physically and mentally exhausted. And I just said, I'm going to take five months off. I had, you know, two infant daughters, twin infant daughters. And um, I just said, I'm going to spend time with them, take care of them. And uh, they were nine months old at the time. We didn't have really any childcare helping me. So I said, I'm going to focus on them and just spend some quality time. Uh, and I realized actually about a month in, maybe actually a few weeks in, I thought, you know, this is the first time in my career I've ever taken a break. And it's also the first time my mind isn't inundated with just hundreds of decisions to make every day or mounds of work reports to read through and analyze or, you know, business metrics to memorize. So, you know, when I was probably in the first month of my break, I, I started thinking, you know, wouldn't it be great to get all these ideas and these stories down on paper. And that's when I started to kind of plan the writing process. Brought to you by Readsy, this is Best Seller. Over the course of this season, we'll follow an indie author's journey from start to finish in five chapters, exploring each step it takes to turn a collection of ideas in your head into a published book. Next up is chapter one, the writing process. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a rating, a review, a subscription, or all of the above on iTunes, Stitcher, or the podcatcher of your choice. And if you are in that 81% of aspiring authors out there, stop aspiring and start writing with Readsy. Readsy allows indie authors to find and work with the best publishing professionals, from developmental editors to book cover designers to publicists. Just sign up for an author profile, browse the extensive marketplace of professionals, find the best fit for your project, and set a collaboration in motion. And with built-in contracts protection and mediation from Readsy, finding qualified freelance editors, designers, and marketers as a self-published author just got a lot easier. Go to readsy.com slash loves slash podcast to get $25 credit when you sign up and set a contract. That's R-E-E-D-S-Y dot com slash L-O-V-E-S slash podcast to get $25 off your first collaboration today. Offer valid through January 2019.